just the, the process of sitting in stillness and observing that your mind is wandering and coming back keep when you keep returning back to the place of stillness that is meditation like free yourself from the judgment of I'm not doing it right I'm not clearing my mind Hey, 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 it's another week. It's another Atomic Moms. Today's episode is with my girlfriend, Teresa Palmer. I always say Teresa, but she says it Teresa, so I'm going to work on that. Uh, And Teresa Palmer and I spent a day with Oprah. Uh, Okay, Oprah was on stage and we were in the audience, but we went to Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sessions. And it was a day-long event with thought leaders, change makers, and wisdom teachers. Uh, That's what it says on the form, and it's true. Um, So we got to hear Caroline Miss speak. She is the author of Anatomy of the Spirit. We heard Cheryl Strayed, who blew my mind. She also ripped out my heart when I read her memoir, Wild. We heard and saw Eckhart Tolle. Uh, the author of The Power of Now and A New Earth. We saw Chris Carr, the author and creator of the Crazy Sexy Cancer documentary. And, of course, Dr. Shafali Sabari. Um, And so in this episode, I don't talk about Dr. Shafali because I'm dedicating an upcoming episode to her new book that's coming out, The Awakened Family. I'm staring at a copy of it right now. That is a, that's a brag because uh, it's not available yet. (laughs) I am such a geek, and I get really excited, and my ego uh, really flares up in a delicious way (laughs) um, when I get a galley copy. So, but Dr. Shafali spoke, and honestly, she stole the day. Um, Oprah kept repeating how she is her favorite parenting expert, And uh, so I'm dedicating an upcoming episode to the Awakened family. So for now, we'll talk about everybody else. Uh, Again, my girlfriend, Teresa, Teresa, will be sitting with me. You know, listening to the episode, I was like, God, I kind of really put her on the spot there uh, by being like, hey, tell us all the movies you just did. Um, I think sometimes I'm a little flippant about uh, my friend's work maybe because if I like really sat and thought about it I'd I'd be intimidated um or it just is so crazy um to think that she's done this much work in such a short period of time and we bring it up because we're talking about how she's going to slow down a little bit um for her family so this is a fun, silly episode. We, we give you our big takeaways from our day of Oprah, um, what we found inspiring, what was memorable, uh, all the egoic flare-ups I had. <laughs> uh, and we also talk a little bit about the paparazzi. So it's like a girlfriend episode slash celebrity episode slash spirituality episode. And... Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. We'll be right back. Atomic Moms. 
Moms is a weekly parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our little ones and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, a toddler wrangler to my two-and-a-half-year-old Sabrina, and each week I interview parenting experts, celebrities, New York Times best-selling authors, and caregivers all over the world in order to share their unique stories and this universal experience of raising a child. Check. One, two. Yo, yo, yo. Check it. Okay, everybody, we're just going to jump right in with Teresa Palmer. I, how many movies have come out in the past six months for you? I've had six come out. That's I've had six. I mean, six not all quality six. I've had maybe three good quality, three. Okay, what are the ones that our listeners have seen um, or are going to see? Well, some people saw The Choice. Uh, yeah, that, that is a, Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks one. Um, the Terrence Malick movie, which was... It, it's insane. It is like not an actual movie. It's an experience. Like it is a spiritual experience. I feel like Malik makes movies like that and that movie is definitely like that. Um, and then I did another one called Triple Nine, which is like a cop heist thriller. It's pretty cool. It's very violent. But it's good. Don't bring your kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons why I'm asking you this uh, is because I want our listeners to know that you have been shooting. I mean, how many countries were you in last year? Well, I go by Bodhi's passport and I think he has 17 passport stamps and he just turned two. Um, so I've done, in the last two years, I've done nine films. And so now I'm doing zero films this year. So we're going to, this is, uh, one of our main topics today is going to be about the year of no and about choosing our family first and figuring out how to balance it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about that. I want to jump into another topic that's a little tacky. I want to talk about paparazzi. Yeah. And I kind of want to brag to our listeners, (laughs) guys, I have now been captured in a tabloid photo. I am so big time. Okay. It doesn't really matter that I'm cut out of the <laughs> photo. You, are you actually? Did you see it? Um, my bottom is in a tabloid photo. It my is a ass good bottom. It is captured. Good I am the Daily Mail. It yeah. is of my butt. <laughs> so let's share this story first because nothing makes me happier. Uh, than the fact that I was in a tabloid and that it's of my ass because we were on a play date. It is a beautiful ass, though, Ellie, <laughs> so you should be proud. I, we were on a play date. Uh, we left the little play place. Mm-hmm. Um, a person was walking a dog, and so you stopped with Bodhi, your son, um, to to say hi to the dog, mm-hmm. and so then Sabrina did too. And so in the picture, it's my I'm leaning over, so it's my butt <laughs> with... You and your son are what are captured. And so I'm leaning over so you just see my butt. But uh, that was so weird because I've never had the experience, obviously, because no one's following me um, except in all my nightmares, that, <laughs> that we kept walking along and then we saw the guy with the camera. Mm-hmm. That's I sneaky. mean, it was so far away. Yeah. It was like a football field away. Yeah, it's funny. I think their first tactic is to remain hidden so that they just capture you in organic moments. But I'm so used to them being there that I now 
can tell, I, you see like a little window down of a car and you see like just the camera kind of slip through the window. Um, and then once they've been noticed, they become really bold and they'll get out of the car, they'll walk straight in front of you. Like the other day I was walking down the street with my stepson Isaac who's old enough to know that there are people taking our photo and um, my little son Bodie and we saw the paparazzi and I remember Isaac when he was five and six, it made him really nervous. But now we were like giving the thumbs up. We're like, woo, woo. And the paparazzi, some of them are really lovely. This guy was having a laugh and he said, thank you so much, Teresa. Um, But then some of them can be really intense and they won't speak to you. They won't make eye contact. They jump in front of you. They follow you in cars. I mean, it's bizarre, especially when you're a mother and you're trying to, you know, your instinct is to protect your children. And um, I don't want them to see the world as... um, a scary place and um, sometimes they can be really scary these guys I, I had it was such a crazy shit energy shift like when we saw him I tensed up so much <laughs> yeah and I was like is there something I can do and I wanted to like I got like I felt like violence within me yeah um hey I'm excited my butt's in the photo but <laughs> I was at that moment I was like this is a violation like here we are with our kids I had no idea usually like you know when you're being watched yeah. and this idea that you're discovering that you're being watched and I didn't realize that the camera lens can go that far that's right and I think a lot of people when they look at the magazines they're like yeah okay they're on the beach they must know that their photo is being taken yeah. or, or like if they looked around they would see but that's not no. true it's so far away there was there's one in the daily mail today of me and Mark and Bodie and Isaac and it looks like Mark is staring directly at the camera and we were just saying this morning like we didn't see anyone we did not see anyone um they're really sneaky and it you know, what What I decided was when it started happening, it really started to amp up after I was pregnant with Bodie um, and I had had a film come out. I realised, like, I cannot let this aspect of my life affect the way I interact with my children and the activities I do. I'm not going to hide out. I'm not going to be a hermit. I'm still going to go out. And I don't wear makeup. I don't put on designer clothes. It just, it's so not my way. And thankfully the media has celebrated that side of me. They always are saying, saying makeup free, Teresa Palmer, natural mama. Um, and at first I think I got a lot of backlash because I wasn't, I was just looking like a mom. But Where now they like it. Where did you get like the it. backlash? From the media or from, from the, commenters? Um, commenters usually. Um, well, initially it was the media and then the media jumped on this whole bandwagon of, you know, natural mamahood. And, and so that's been great. Um, and it also takes the pressure off me. I don't have to go out looking like a Kardashian, having like full makeup and hair done every day. Like I just get to be myself and I'm not really that affected. And Have yeah. you ever had a moment where you were concerned about like Bodhi's reaction to something or because when we were leaving, um, you were able to get in your car quickly um, and there were no issues. Sabrina on their hand, other hand <laughs> was a disaster. And I had to spend 20 minutes in the back seat with her since then. This has been solved. I promise guys, I won't talk about Sabrina in the, the car seat again. <laughs> uh, last week's episode, I mentioned it because I had recorded it previously. So people think this is ongoing forever. I actually have now. figured it out. It's good now. <laughs> but at that time, it was rough. And I was like, oh, my God, if the, 
if the paparazzi were here for me, they'd have so many amazing pictures where it looks like I'm yeah. wrestling my child. Well, it's really unfortunate. Sometimes you'll see on those tabloid magazines, like, worst mom ever. And, like, the kid's crying and, the you know, the celebrity's trying to wrangle the child mm-hmm. in the car and they're like, this is horrible. Um, I've definitely recently had um, – I, I knew my photo was being taken as I was trying to negotiate with Bodie when we're leaving a place and he really desperately wanted to stay. Um, I've had that and I knew it was getting photographed, but it just has to be water off a duck's back. I mean, you just have to not care about other people's judgments or opinions and just be present with your children. And that's what I try and do. There was a recent photo of you breastfeeding in public. Mm -hmm. And what did they say about that? Yeah, it was was funny. Um, I was out the front of uh, Cafe Gratitude in LA where they all hang out there all the paparazzi um but I don't care it's my favorite restaurant so I'm gonna go there four times a week um and I was breastfeeding as you do when your child wants to breastfeed my son was 13 months old at the time and um apparently became this huge thing in Australia actually uh they did a big news program on the fact that I was publicly (laughs) breastfeeding and they had commenters like ring in and talk about it and there was a debate half 50% of people said it was okay 50% of people were very judgmental um in fact the articles were discussing how I was standing they were like she's standing breastfeeding yeah and the photo looks kind of like, it looks like you're walking yeah and it's like how can she be walking and breastfeeding I mean you breastfeed any time any moment you need to to meet your child's needs and I'm really not um caring about anyone else's reactions and they just so happen to be a paparazzi and I'm okay with that I'm okay with that um but yeah it was a real they made a big deal out of it which is quite unfortunate and I just think until the conversation of breastfeeding and breastfeeding in public until that fails to be a conversation it's going to cause controversy in some way. I mean, I'm actually shocked that we're still talking about breastfeeding in public. It's such a bizarre thing. It's, it's a really natural thing. And I also think that um, a lot of new mums who are just trying to find their feet with breastfeeding um, can feel really discouraged about the level of judgment placed on mums who decide to breastfeed publicly. So I, I just hope people stop talking about it soon and just let it be what it is. We got to go on a date on Saturday. Uh, it was it, a good day. It was a good date. It was one of my best days. It was a really good date. <laughs> we had a good great date together. It was I, a long I, date. By the way, I totally, I took you out, remember? You oh, forgot yeah. your purse. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I brought my purse. I brought my wallet, right? Yeah, I was such a child. We were paying for parking, and I was like, well, you got this one, and I hope they don't ask for ID, our IDs at the door. <laughs> uh, we went to, uh, you guys all know that I'm obsessed with Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Uh, and that's how Dr. Shafali came into our lives. And um, they were doing a, a full day event called Super Soul 2. And it's going to be on their uh, online channel, I think, soon. And so it was an incredible list of speakers. And a few of them brought up the topic of, you know, this loss of anonymity. And it was so interesting sitting next to you. You were anonymous there, which was really interesting and nice. Like people, we were actually, we had lunch. Everyone got these boxed lunches. And so we sat down. Uh, When Teresa went to get uh, lemonade, lemonade, (laughs) one of the women, she was older, uh, 
she asked the girl next to me, are you an actress? You look familiar. <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah, we got to be but anonymous. Except that we, where we were sitting then, we got to be seat fillers. Which that was, was also amazing, amazing, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ellie's, when she we was were, in her egoic self. I was like, we're in the back row. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't worry, Eckhart Tolle is going to come out and fix this for us. And then, sure enough, we, um, we got summoned to be feet so yeah. seat filler. And then, uh, by the way, Ellie was so paranoid the entire oh, show. Yeah. Anyone would walk down the aisle. She was like, oh, my God, they're going to take the seat. They're right. going to take our seats. Because oh we kept watching other people getting uh, you kicked, know, out. kicked out of their seats because yeah. the people would show up with their tickets. So I was so concerned. She was like, oh, my God, oh my God. I'm like, everything's going to be it's fine. It's going to happen for it a reason. It doesn't even matter. Thank yeah. you, universe. Uh, but then we're feeling great and anonymous except the camera keeps coming around because this is for uh you know this is going to be a television program and so they want the reaction shots right and so because we're next to the aisle they kept coming over to us and uh I felt such a need to perform and I'm so we both did Like we'd be laughing and then the camera would come up and then all of a sudden the tears would start welling in the back of my eyes. I'd look over at you and you're like nodding and smiling. (laughs) I was like putting on my listening face. Um, Except the really embarrassing thing, I hope they don't choose it. Uh, One of the speakers uh, said one of our favorite quotes, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to bloom. Okay, I love this quote. Uh, I have shared it over the years many times and unfortunately the words didn't come to me, but the camera came to me. (laughs) And so I'm like trying to mutter the words, but I'm getting the wrong words out. And so I really hope they don't have me misquoting. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) They're going to be like, is this for, yeah, I'm saying the wrong words. They're totally going to judge me. It's like when people sing songs and I I always have the wrong words to songs. Yeah, me too. But that's endearing and beautiful and real. Yeah, sure. Uh, So Carrie Washington talked about the loss of anonymity a lot. She did, yeah. It was really interesting. Um, what was what was your big takeaway from the event? Um, gosh, I I was like a sponge that day. I was just sucking up all this wisdom. I really felt like I was um, in school, like spirituality school. Um, I I took away a lot of different things. Um, I was mostly excited to see Eckhart Tolle, which we. Heard it's Tolle, not Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yes. Um, I was most excited to see him, but it's so funny because um, Eckhart, I've been listening to his work. You're on like recently. first name, first e- name. Me and Ecky, me and the ex. <laughs> um, I've been listening to him a lot recently, but I usually Where? do it before bed, just like in bed. I'll like go on to his website okay. and I like download his um, all his videos. And they put me in such a hypnotic state that. I noticed it was happening to the audience too. Like he would come on and he's literally talking about the most in-depth wisdom you could possibly imagine. Um, I mean, he is the spiritual guru and everyone, people were just um, zoning out because his voice is so hypnotic. And, and it was 3.30 and yeah, we all got there the like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. So there's an energy but he like, that you think, yeah, he puts us put in that people spot. in a meditative space, yes. which is really beautiful to kind of end that way. I really took to um, Dr. Shafali, as mm-hmm. as we all know, and um, India Ari. I thought was oh, so incredible, and for me, everyone kind of had a similar theme. I think, which was cultivating that self love, and it was 
really, really beautiful um, and something that I can resonate with and just we are important and we are enough just because we exist. And I thought that was just um, a really beautiful message because people have so much self-doubt and I could feel the energy in the room shifting when we were talking about just empowering ourselves and loving ourselves and um, there was like a high vibration in the room when we were Mm -hmm. talking about that and I just thought it was so beautiful. I think those are the themes that come up again and again and again for me and I'll never forget when I was I was talking to Ariana Huffington about my tumor experience and I said you know when you're sitting on the couch for months on end and you can't walk and you can't drive uh I'm so I was so used to striving and I'm so used to trying to earn my worth and that experience showed me that I was loved and lovable, even though I couldn't go out and get anything done. Um, yeah, that I was enough just for existing. Yeah. Um, we are worthy of love just f- for being alive. And that, and because of that, she asked me to start writing for the Huffington Post. And that theme, man, it's one that I will struggle with probably till the end of my life. Um, maybe not, but it seems like, it seems like a lot of the speakers, you know, that's what they're, that they've learned as Mm -hmm. well, especially ones that have become so famous and they realize like, it's not enough that, that they were enough at the beginning. Yeah. That they didn't get it from the external validation that it was about turning inward and they, uh, and they also admit that it's a daily practice. Yeah, it's absolutely. really easy to get sucked back in because yeah, we were all not, taught that when we were little. To not place judgment on yourself too when you can't truly be in the now and um, really celebrating yourself. I think it's just you just, um, you know, you, you fly away from that and then you observe what you're doing and then you just come back to that place again. And they say that with meditation too. I used to always judge myself about, I was like, I can't meditate. I keep thinking about this, isn't that? Like just the the process of sitting in stillness and observing that your mind is wandering and coming back, keep when you keep returning back to the place mm-hmm. of stillness, that is meditation. Like free yourself from the judgment of I'm not doing it right. I'm not clearing my mind. I mean, it was, it was so beautiful. Um, actually, Ellie and I took, a thousand notes. And <laughs> our, whenever the camera would come around, I'd try to hide my notes because <laughs> it looks like a serial killer, like mapped out my notes. It's There's a lot of uh, strong symbols, I would say. Uh, there's like the arrows, at, like different directions. directions. Like there's like underlining. There's, yeah, these like big black arrows. Uh, I ran out of pages. I got to start writing on like the ads. Like on the ads are all these like meaningful quotes. Um, Uh, Like you can step up and out of the shame. I know. I I liked (laughs) India's um, shadows make you whole. I thought that was beautiful. Like our shadows make us whole. I thought that was so beautiful. Um, Oh, and the other thing I really liked, I just want to say, Eckhart Tolle said this incredible thing and I – have to work on this. He said, um, when you meet a person, have the interaction without the interpretation. 
So I often meet someone and I'm th- as I'm in their presence, I'm like, oh, this person seems like this or, oh, this is what they're like. Oh, this is the type of person they are. Da, da, da. And then I'll go and have my commentary with my husband or my friend. Like, what did you think of? This is what I think. She might be going through this. Like that is not just being present and having an interaction with a person without overanalyzing. I yeah, we're so beautiful. constantly labeling everything. Like yeah. uh, not only our experiences of this is good or this is bad, but also, yeah, other people. Are, mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that was a huge like that's such a big thing that I need to remember on a daily basis because we were in a constant state of judgment. And what I loved that he said regarding that is he said that people will say, well, what did you think about that person? And he'll be like, well, I don't, I don't know. He's like, I just, I didn't, I had a pleasant interaction. Yeah. I had an interaction (laughs) with this person. I, cause he doesn't actually have like a judgment or a Mm -hmm. label for them. He's like, I can come back with something for you. Yeah. But when have we ever done that? I know. It's like such a, Beautiful. I feel like my notes is like the most exciting thing in my life right now because I'm constantly going over them. And that would be so good with the babies too, though. The idea that like when we see our children, can we, when Sabrina comes home from the park after this talk, can I take all of her in Mm -hmm. and not be sort of like judging, well, did she have a good time? And how is she doing? Does she seem happy? Yeah. Or she's, we're constantly saying like, oh, our kid is this type of child. Yeah. And it's like, no, what if we let all of um, that drop away? Do you know what I was thinking as well? If I can just mention this, because I know you've had some issues with health. And one of my favorite authors, Caroline Miss, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. She said, and both Ellie and I were like, oh my gosh, when she said this, she said that when you have sickness, more often than not, it means that you haven't given birth to something creative. Yep. And Ellie and I were like, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's so beautiful to see Ellie in her element now. Like she's birthed this creative being in Atomic Mums and it's such a beautiful platform. Um, But it's so interesting. I really believe that too. Like whenever I'm feeling off kilter, it's Mm -hmm. because I'm not leaning into my creative side. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, those first five years in L.A. of trying to be an actor and sort of the frustration of not being able to to fulfill what you think is your purpose and to not have those creative outlets. And once I found improv and I was able to start performing, you know, without having to be given permission to do it. That's right. That's when I started feeling better. Because um, what I really loved about uh, what Caroline Miss also said, and she's the best-selling author of Anatomy of the Spirit, mm-hmm. and she's... Uh, a and medical intuitive. intuitive. And the other thing she said, remember what she said about the, um, when you have lost your energy in dwelling in your history, then that is affecting your present. And I thought that was so interesting because I heard that quote um, about how so much of um, like depression and feeling low stems from sitting in uh, memories and the past mm-hmm. and really dwelling in that. And then so much anxiety is about future tripping, as my meditation teacher calls <laughs> it, future tripping. Like, what's going to happen in the future? Um, that's where the anxiety uh, stems from. But then it's in the presence we find calm and that's so beautiful. And I have to say in the last month I've been really trying to work on that and I have seen radical changes in my life. 
just in this past month and in, in trying to harness my presence. So it's been really nice. When Oprah came on stage and started speaking to Kerry Washington, another thing that they talked about was how Kerry Washington's overextending herself. And so her boss, uh, Shonda Rhimes, who wrote the book The Year of Yes, actually texted Kerry Washington saying, you need to have the year of no. And when she said that on stage, you like hit me and you were like, that's what I'm doing this yeah. year. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your year of no? And even just sure. this past month that you were saying mm-hmm. that you're, you're leaning more into the calmness. Yeah. Um, look, my life has been just hectic the last two years and it's been beautiful. I mean, I, I've been leaning into the opportunities that have been coming my way. But at the end of last year, I really burnt out. I was doing two films at the same time as doing Mel Gibson's film Hacksaw Ridge and it was like a war drama. So it was really intense. And then I was doing another film, which was about Stockholm Syndrome, equally as intense and just emotionally I like I felt emotionally violated at the end of the year and I had thrown myself so much into those films um plus being a mama and a hands-on mama too it's uh it was really hard and I was completely drained so this year I just decided against a lot of people's desires, um, mainly my agents and my managers, I just said I was done. Like I am done with working. I need to have a year of no. I need, I have, I'm constantly saying yes, yes, yes to opportunities. I mean, you are, I mean, you, I don't know a bigger yeser than you. <laughs> like, I mean, I want to take a moment to say you do, but these things also, some of these things feed you. Like yeah. you, I've also never met a more hands-on mother than you. And I don't understand how you do all of these films and you're such a supportive wife and partner. And you also, you're with Bodhi all the time. You, it's. But that's also like I'm self-serving there because I want to be with him all the time. Look, I don't feel like my no um, involves him. Right. I feed off of, we feed off of mm-hmm. each other's energy. We have a really beautiful bond. Um, but you know what I wanted is I just wanted the simple life. Like I wanted things to be really simple and I wanted to be able to sleep in my own bed at night and wake up and take my son to preschool and come over and hang out with Ellie and Sabrina. And I wanted to do that instead of getting on a plane and traveling and answering to other people on a film set. So that's my year of no, um, and it's that must take so much right. courage because obviously you have so much momentum behind you. Yeah, um, it, I've just had to give over to it. I mean, it's my deep intuition screaming for me to take time off and I, I'm leaning into that. And what I uh, has been proven to me in my life is that whenever I lean into my authenticity, which is very much about what they were talking about um, at the Super Soul Sessions, is when you see um, really remarkable results and um it was just screaming at me it just said you need to take a break I want to get pregnant again I want to like work on being a just being a good wife and a mama and a stepmama and um I want to hold down the fort at my home so that's what I'm doing do you ever Adam always fantasizes about moving to Montana 
I think a lot of, I mean, this is actually just a very human thing to do. I mean, you go back to Chekhov and it's like <laughs> the three <laughs> sisters want to live, they want to move to Moscow. It's always like this idea that if some, if I go somewhere else and things will be different and things mm-hmm. will be better or for Adam, we move to Montana, things will be calmer. Your problems and he can will leave still it all, follow you. But they follow you wherever you wherever are, right? You are. Yeah. It's, it really is about like finding that inner stillness and aligning with that no matter where you are I mean I could feel calm um, and at peace anywhere in the world um, as long as I had my family but yeah I don't I don't think it's so much an external thing like moving somewhere or taking Mm -hmm. a certain job or as it is just like tapping into that inner voice and for me it was take a bath have time to have a bath have time to read books and be with your son and go on play dates and just be home. And and that was it. So it's been really lovely. I don't even feel like an actor. It's so nice. My agents don't call me. My managers don't call me. They know I'm off the books for a while. If I were to think of one singular moment that I need to remember throughout the week is Chris Carr who wrote – Crazy Sexy Cancer. And, and she's got the, the documentary and then she's got a book series. Um, and it was so strange because we ended up sitting next to her husband. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> she kept talking to him being I, like, you're the most zen man I've ever met. You're so chill. It was so weird because I didn't know it was her husband. I just was... This man sitting next to me didn't fidget at all. <laughs> and he had his hand on his knee and his feet were planted firmly in the ground and he was just staring ahead and taking it all in. And so I kept kind of like... I could probably dropped my pen 50 times and <laughs> it was like rolling down the seat aisle, you know, just, mm-hmm. I was being me. That's my authentic, that's your authentic self. self. And Chris Carr was, um, she was diagnosed with a really rare form of cancer and she, there were so many tumors all over her, uh, liver. And, and she's living and thriving with cancer yeah. now. Yeah, she said she's not a cancer survivor. She's a cancer thriver. And I thought that was really cool. And she and, and so her husband, I, we, we started talking to him because I was like, what kind of meditation do you do? <laughs> and then he said Zen. And then you said, well, I've got your, yeah, your Zen life, and um, uh, which everyone needs to go check out right now, yourzenlife.com. And, uh, and so we were chatting, and then he's like, well, I'm Chris Carr's husband. And we're like, what? We're like, that's awesome. We love it. We totally fangirled out, didn't we? But it be- and the singular moment for me is she fell on stage. She tripped. There was a hole. It was brilliant. There was, I don't know what it was. There was a, there must have been like a little hole on the stage. She'd been walking back hole. and forth. She was so professional. I love her presence. Back she from that. I loved it. It was such a happy accident. She was like, like don't you do this? Don't do she was like, don't step in that hole right there. And everyone was laughing. She was so it's like, charming. It was such a great moment of realness. Realness. Enduring. And it was just like that idea that, yeah, when we are human, that is when it's the best. India Ari, same thing. She said So human, by the way. So real. Someone would yell, like, we love you. And she'd go, Oh, thank you so much. That makes this next part easier to say. And she, you know, the other thing about her, I got to say, there was some who were really authentic and real and organic. There was like maybe one or two that were like, it was so over rehearsed and I didn't enjoy those ones as much. Mm -hmm. However, with India, there were moments when she lost her words and she was having 
she was struggling to find what she was trying to say and people from the audience would be like you got this girl you got this she was like thank you I mean what a beautiful representation of real which is what we all want to strive for in our life I think oh I just she was my favorite because of that yep she was just she was she was imperfect and the imperfectness of her was what I celebrated and uh, Cheryl Strayed was also a speaker and she wrote the memoir Wild and she's the host of Dear Sugar Radio podcast. And then also she's, you know, obviously written Dear Sugar for a long time. Um, yeah. Reese Witherspoon played and her. And Reese Witherspoon played her. Yeah. She, I mean, you, if you've read her writing, you know that she's all about uh, truth. the truth and honoring the light and the darkness. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I circled uh, many times, I'm very, uh, almost violent in my Uh, (laughs) note-taking. It really does look a little violent. (laughs) Uh, That's how I show my passion. She says, this was so good. Don't let your dreams ruin your life. Yeah. Don't let your dreams ruin your life. And I think that is something you, I mean, I'm excited for all of you guys just to watch these episodes when they come out mm-hmm. and I'll figure out how that is. I don't know if it's going to be on their website streaming or if it's going to actually be on Super Soul like on the own network, but don't let your dreams ruin your life. It made me so happy because yeah. it's, um, Surrender it's this idea that, yeah, we to need your mediocrity. And she kept saying, Yep. And, um, yeah, surrender to your own mediocrity because it that goes back to my whole idea of like have a B plus year. Like, don't let not being perfect stop you from doing it. And man, it's a weekly struggle for me. Obviously, this podcast is far from perfect, but I can definitely go down those rabbit holes or with the introductions or whatever. I end up spending too much time, and then it's almost this moment of like am I killing this thing accidentally <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. by uh because it it constantly becomes a struggle of sustainability mm-hmm. like how can I get one out every week and have it be good enough but not go so down the rabbit hole that I don't get any sleep or anything else done in my life yeah. and so that idea of uh, a surrender to your own mediocrity just like get it out there yeah. like Get it out there. Yeah. And um, and the idea of not paying attention to other people's metric of success. I mean, another huge theme that just keeps showing up. up. Yeah, it's so true. It was amazing. I'm so glad you invited me, Ellie. It was amazing. It was so much fun. Such a, such a life-changing event, um, truly. And I wrote in my little notes that I'm so excited for when you're up there doing it. I know it's going to happen soon for you. Should we tell them? Yeah. Sure. Sure. (laughs) We don't know. Whatever. Let's do it. Might as well. Okay. Conscious babes. So. We had an epiphany. Well, you sent a picture to your husband of us that, again, love it. By the way, we I want to take a moment to mention sort of you go to a spiritual event and before I go, I'm like, well, what am I going to wear? And I'm all like wigged out about how I don't have any smart casual clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I only own casual, casual clothes. So I'm insecure about that, even though I'm going to a spiritual thing that should have nothing to do yeah. about looks, right? Yes. Then 
uh, we're sitting there. The camera keeps coming over to us, and it should be we're about performing like we're two per- actresses. Performing the two actresses, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're totally performing, and I kept thinking about inside the actor studio and what's his <laughs> name from that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Bradley Cooper. Oh, they yeah. always show the clip of Bradley Cooper sitting in the audience and inside the actor's studio. And so every time the camera would come over, I was like, this is my Bradley Cooper moment. This will be when <laughs> Ellie was sitting in the audience during Super Soul Sunday. Okay. Oh my so God. then we also take a picture. You took a picture of the two of us, right? Yeah. Sent it to the Spirit, house. Spiritual day. Yeah. But of course, we're both like, oh, I don't know if the angle's good. Yeah. And what did he, what did he text back? My husband was just like, oh my goodness. And he's, he just wrote back, conscious babes. And they were like, yeah, conscious, conscious babes. Conscious and they were like, babes. conscious babes. <gasps> conscious babes. Conscious like, babes. Why don't we should be conscious babes? We should do something with this. Let's just. So then while like- Oprah's talking, <laughs> I am rudely uh, buying the, the domain. Yeah. Conscious babes. So we have consciousbabes.com. So we're uh, we're building meeting. an empire. We're, bu- we're building a <laughs> spiritual empire. Um, we're reclaiming the babeness, or what's we're appropriating the word babe. Babe, that's right. And we're having a meeting on Friday to discuss yeah. the Many conscious babes. babes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're goofballs. Um, okay, amazing. Is there anything else to get off your chest right now? Well, I thought it was really cool that Sabrina had a play date with Esmeralda Gosling. Oh, yes. They bumped into each other at the park. They (laughs) did. So now um, our sitter is going to just live at the park. She's extra (laughs) extra pretty today just in case she bumps into Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Actually, I have another park story. Yeah. Oh, Someone's well, heading down the stairs. I yes. think it's daddy. Daddy's heading down to a meeting. Okay. We're going to wish him the best of luck. Have daddy. Fun, Adam. Have fun. Okay, listeners. Uh, I want to give my, <laughs> my partner a hug. So yeah. we'll head out. Thank okay. you so much, Teresa. Hey, thanks for having me. It's really fun. I was really excited to come. Listeners, y'all know the drill. Trust in your goodness. Live out your greatness. Rock on, Atomic, Atomic Moms. Yeah.